You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, good morning, Charlie. And good morning to you, Franklin. Here we are on the uh, show before Christmas. The and, show before Christmas. Uh, and all um, through the house. No, yeah, no, and the day, the day <laughs> after the winter solstice. Oh. So shortest day of the year was yesterday. And guess what? Yes. Today's longer, more daylight today than yesterday. I think it's the second longer. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Thinking take it. on the bright side. We yeah. will take it. Yes, yeah, days yeah. are getting longer. It's amazing, isn't it? The The sunset is so quick. I know. And, and my Lord. And so early. Oh, yeah. But not for long. No. Not for no, long. No. And uh, it's real windy out there today. I, I felt a, feel a bit like Mary Poppins. You know. I got blown in by the wind. I, well, as I was explaining to you, I, for some, I've, caught, I've caught this darn cold, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, plaguing me. Ugh. I woke up at one thirty in the morning after going to bed about ten thirty. Wow. Couldn't get back to sleep, so I thought, oh the heck with this. I got a number of things I gotta do at the station. Anyway, Oof. I came in at four o'clock wow. this morning. But coming down the four oh four, I felt the car kind of I thought, oh, what the heck's going on? The wind, yeah. It was the wind. Yeah, yeah. yeah were you yeah. the only car on the four oh four? Probably No, the, no, I was surprised. There were other folk out there too. Amazing. Crazy. Yeah, I guess going to work. Well, yeah. at this time of this time of year, and it's a nutty time of year anyway, isn't True. it? You're trying to Too figure much. out who's going where for Christmas dinner, and oh, Lordy. And who's got and, presents covered, and who's <laughs> cooking, yeah. and did we order a turkey? I went to order a turkey at my normal turkey place, yep. and they were out of turkeys. No kidding. And now oh. I hear they're out of Christmas trees in a lot of places. Oh, he Yeah, the Christmas tree, uh, there's a bit of a shortage in the live Christmas tree market right Can now. Can we blame any of this on Mr. Trump? Uh, <laughs> no, blame it on nine years ago during the recession. They didn't oh. plant as many. Oh. And that's what they are. They're really? eight, nine-year-old trees. Oh, for gosh sakes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. Anyway, I better get your phone numbers because uh, folks want to... Well, we have a couple of calling in right now. Uh, but a phone number here in Toronto is 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, oh, yeah, our little mantra, if you um, are calling... Uh, uh, wait a minute now. Uh, well, no, call early, like, call, call often, one question per call. Like our smart callers that are currently yes, waiting online. Exactly. And, yeah, so <laughs> shut up and get going, Frank. No, so, no, I just yeah, they know. Up, call if, early. And that way are. you'll get on. Thank you. Call more than once. Yeah. Call often. Exactly. Uh, yeah. If you're a first question. time caller, uh, let us know. And when you your turn, you'll be greeted by the. The wings. bells. Your garden wings. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So just a reminder, if you haven't done your shopping for your favorite yeah. gardener, there's some great new books out there. Oh, boy. For yeah. sale. Remember last week we had Ben Ben Cullen here and his dad, Mark, came on the phone for a few minutes just to promote their new book called Escape to Reality. Um, All the proceeds going to the Highway of Heroes. Fun. I think it's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And it, uh, for sale at the Toronto mm-hmm. Botanical Gardens. If you buy it there, you will get $10 off a Toronto Botanical Garden membership. Super. And the other book that we've talked about on the show was the Toronto Gardener's Journal and Source book, uh-huh. which is an excellent, excellent resource for anybody in southern Ontario. It's not specific to Toronto, but it is published in Toronto. Just a wonderful, wonderful, good information and designed as a journal, basically, that you will track. And we, we, always, we always forget from year to year what we loved and what we didn't love so much. Right. So yeah. uh, writing it all down can really help. Okay. Okay. We're, uh, see, 
your our lines are getting jammed up here, so Good. we better scoot along to our first commercial break and come back and say hi to our old friend Josephine, who got in front of the line again <laughs> this week. Good for you, Josephine. We'll be along to chat with you in moments. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Pickering, oh, Pickering, oh. (laughs) (laughs) That guy in that ad. Uh, Anyway, that's where we're going, Pickering, and saying hi to Josephine. Hi, Josephine. Good morning. Thank you, Charlie. How are you? Great. Great. How are you? Good to hear all prepared for Christmas. Oh, uh, well, sort of. <laughs> too late, too yeah. late. No, yeah. getting there. I mean, it's only the 22nd. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's my daughter's birthday today. Oh, is that right? Well, yeah. happy birthday to her. Yeah, happy yeah. Birthday. what's on your mind this morning? Okay, I didn't get a chance to get my um, bulbs in in the fall because I was sick. So mm. if I put them out in the shed, are they going to freeze? Probably. What kind of bulbs? Tulips and daffodils. Um, yes, they're probably going to freeze and probably going to die. Um, what I'd, about if I keep them in a cool spot where I keep my canna lilies? Uh, you could. The only thing is, is that they will not stay dormant. I mean, well, sorry, they, they will shrivel up if you keep them above ground. Can you, how many are there? Like just a dozen or so or lots? No, there's uh, three bags. Hmm. Mm, you know, the ground isn't completely frozen. Yeah, I know, but Ooh. my back says no. Well, oh. get that daughter whose yeah. birthday it is today to, yeah. to yeah. give you Put her to work. a birthday present for her. <laughs> <laughs> the that's thing, what I was wondering about. Yeah, so you, the best thing is you need, they are ready to go. All they need is a little bit of chilling, and they will start to grow. Right. And that's why we put them in the ground, then they grow, of course, in the spring. Yeah. If you put them in a root cell or something like that, again, they will start to grow, so the, you don't want them growing in the bag. No, I don't want them growing in the bag. Can you pot them up into pots? Like, um, yeah, I think I can. Uh, and see, well, that's how... Well, then you know, put them outside? Well, you'd have to bury the pots. So okay, it's the same yeah. as burying oh, the bulbs. Oh, well, but yeah. you could potentially pot them into pots, bag them so that it's dark, like dark bags, right. garbage bags, whatever. Uh, put them in that root cellar and leave them alone. It's December, so January, February. By the middle of March, how cold is your root cellar? Oh, pretty cold. Like less than 10? Like refrigerator type temperature or or warmer? It's about, it's a little, uh, I would say it would be refrigerator type. Oh, that's perfect. So if you can pot them up, and and seriously, every pot, just jam them in there and don't bury them all right under the soil. You can leave them half buried and half out. Right. Fill every pot, like in the ground, we would have spaces between the bulbs. But in a pot, you can jam them all in there. So fill up pots, potting soil, water once, dark However, you're going to do it. Bag. I use yeah. plastic bags just because they're kind of muddy, and then but they have to be kept dark. And so into that cool spot, give them ten weeks, twelve weeks, even thirteen weeks, and at that point you, you peek inside the bag and they will be growing. Okay, so and I have a tip for people with poinsettias. Oh, right. what's that? Don't overwater them; you'll oh, drown them. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Which is what we have. every plant except for water plants. Well, the point said I thought that it needed more water than it did, and guess what? It looks very shriveled. Yeah, stop <laughs> yeah. watering it. Killing it with no, kindness. No, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy to do. Always feel yeah. the soil. It's got to feel on the dry side be- between waterings. Well, uh, Josephine, it's glad to. I'm glad to hear you're on the mend there after maybe a bit of a, a bad spell. Uh, a few months ago, yeah, whatever. But yeah. you're you're back on track, kiddo. Yeah, huh? so get yeah get those bulbs Thank planted you. up, and then you will enjoy them indoors. And- 
have yeah. them growing Probably inside. Probably around mid-March, you'll be giving us a call to say, hey, guess what? Yeah, they're all, all right. blooming indoors. And yeah. then you get them in the ground this spring or summer. At some yeah. point, get them in the ground. They will come up the following spring. Thanks, Josephine. Merry Christmas <laughs> to you, too. All righty, on to uh, Ajax. There's Ella on the line. Good morning and Merry Christmas to you, Ella. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. What's going on? Uh, I was given a cyclamen, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how to look after it. Have you got a bright spot in your home? A wi- not like a house. What's the light levels like in your home? Window wise. Uh, no. No windows. Well, windows, but not. Uh, I don't have a window sill that I could sit the pot on. No. Can you the cyclamen like a bright spot? It doesn't have to be right in a window, but it does like to be in a bright spot. So don't be putting it in the middle of the dining room table and expect it to be super happy. The other thing is cyclamen like it cool. So that's where windowsills can be handy because windowsills tend to be quite chilly. Uh-huh. So the coolest spot you can give it, the brightest spot you can give it, and only water from below. So, of course, it'll be sitting in a saucer. Yeah. And when it's time to water, you're going to feel the surface of the soil. When the surface starts to feel dry, you're going to pour water into the saucer below, and uh-huh. the, the water will be absorbed up through the drainage holes of the pot. Okay. Okay. Yep. And you Thank can you enjoy it for actually years. Cyclamen will last for years, and they'll bloom for months and months. If you, oh, if, is that right? Yeah, if you water them properly, give them bright light, and the, the cooler temperatures keep them happier. Okay. He's a first-time caller, too. Oh, I gee, wondered wish. about that. Wait a minute. Do I we have that note recognize now? Ella's did not name. just a second. There you go. There we are. Wings. <laughs> a double set of wings. <laughs> yes. Thanks very much. You're Thanks welcome. For calling. Thanks for calling. <laughs> that was fun. Hey, uh, we skid to our next uh, commercial break here, and then we come back to say hi to Steve and Mississauga. I'm going to let you know, folks, that we do have open lines there uh, right now. A matter of fact, in Toronto, give a call to 416-360-0740. And then if you're anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We'd love to have the opportunity to even say Merry Christmas yeah, to you. Yeah, so share tips, give ask a, questions. Give us a little ding yeah. huh? Okay, <laughs> back in a moment here on Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. You know, Charlie, I thought it a lot, and I've never asked the question, what the heck are tweedums? In that little jingle, is it something Tweedums? No? <coughs> I have no idea. Uh-oh. Okay. We'll have to you do some heavy-duty research. Well, co- common names. Remember, everybody's got, you know, different oh, yeah? names. If it's referring to a flower, that one plant can have multi, multi, multi common names. Well, there you go. Depending on your heritage okay. and all that stuff. You have solved it. Very I good. hope so. <laughs> Steve in Mississauga, welcome to the show and Merry Christmas. Hi, thank you, Frank, uh, and it's nice to uh, to talk to you, Charlie. Good morning. Um, what can I say? I, I'm simply calling to express my appreciation, um, as always, for your uh, for your advice. Good. And uh, if I may, how much I appreciate how the the connections have been made with sundry neighbors when it comes to uh, uh, the donations <laughs> to my backyard. Oh, oh yeah, That's right. right. I remember yeah, this. you sent yes. me a great, yeah, great email. Yeah, yeah sure do. Yeah, and gardeners are friendly people. 
I, I really sincerely appreciate uh, all and sundry, and I want to express that at uh, at this time. Thanks for calling. And, and, and we do accept cash donations. Oh, that's wrong. To say. <laughs> it all started with a Rose of Sharon, right? You were yeah, looking for Rose correct. of Sharon. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you ended up with meeting all kinds of people, getting all kinds of Rose of Sharon plus 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 other plants, right? That is absolutely true. <laughs> and nice so. and nice sharing went on. I think between you and your neighbors through that process. So, gotta love gotta love gardeners. So, Indeed. I, what can I say? Uh, aside from I'm, I'm really appreciative, and I, yeah. I thank them all. And uh, yeah, they know who they are. They remained anonymous. They said, but so yeah. be it. That's so, fine. Meanwhile, all the best. Happy Christmas. Thank, well, thank you. you. Thanks for your appreciation, and thanks to to you know all the support yeah, all bet. around us. So yeah, Merry nice, Christmas. Nice to you. notes, Steve. Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm reaching for the bell. Oh, uh-huh. getting some exercise minute, today. Yeah. Oh, that was a good ring. Oh. That was that's for Tanya uh-huh. calling in from Barry. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I have a jade. Yes, it's about forty years old. Wow. And um, it's uh, a twelve. It's in a clay, twelve inch, like ten oh. inch across yep. soil at the top, and the pot is about ten inches tall, mm-hmm. and it's thirty-two inches from the soil level. Okay, so it's 32 inches tall out of that 10-inch pot, yeah? Yeah, and uh, it faces, I have it facing south-southwest uh, by the patio doors, mm-hmm. and it's on a lazy Susie, so I can Oh, nice, turn yeah, it. good. Now, I last transplanted it about six years ago, okay. and it was a solid cement yeah. root yeah, ball, so, yeah. and I didn't do anything about it. So that's my problem, is that I need to transplant it. And I'm afraid to kill it now. So when you did that transplanting eight years ago, did you move it up a pot size at that time? I did. Okay, so that's how you dealt with the, that solid yes, mass of roots. Yes, it's a clay pot. And it's great you've got it in a clay pot. It's great you've got it in so much sun. And it's great that you've got it on that lazy Susan or you know that can spin it. Uh, obviously a happy plant, 40 years in. Um, so... First off, if you're going to do some transplanting, which you're right, eight years, it probably would really love to be transplanted. Oh, yes. Don't do it now. Uh, it is it is a stressful time right now to be transplanting plants. Better to wait till we're more, at least February, even March, if you can wait till March, just because as the days start to get longer, plants respond to the longer day length, and they kind of wake up and get all invigorated and put out some growth. And so because transplanting is stressful, we like to do that stress to them when they're more likely able to withstand because of all that mm-hmm. vigor uh, that the longer days will will be will be causing them to be growing happily so it's just a it's an easier um, process for the plant to get through in the spring you, you could go up a pot size um, but again how how big can you go right like how big do you want this plant to be um, you can keep it in the same size pot by doing some root pruning in the process of uh, you know, taking it out of the current pot, getting out your, you know, your um, butcher's knife and trimming off on the around the outside of that root ball some of the roots. You know, it, might, it could be as much as a half an inch all the way around the root ball, including the bottom, uh, just with a sharp, clean knife, <clears throat> removing some roots. Scrub the pot, mm-hmm. fresh potting soil, back into the same size pot, and we do that sometimes because. The plant just keeps growing. Now, jades grow slowly, so it's not a problem. But some of the tropicals, they'll just outgrow and take over our house if we let them. So, uh, uh, you know, up to you. But it it probably would love and appreciate a a repotting after eight years. Oh, I know it would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I know it's going to take two people to do it. Yeah, I would think. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know why? Because when you lean it over to take yeah. the pot off, you don't want to break, no. unnecessarily break any leaves or stems off. So, you you know, with some help, you should be able to more easily keep it from, from sort of lying on the table. Some plants easily lie down, but not jades. Can I, um, yeah, um, can I do it more in the spring so I can take it out on the deck? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, wait till you're frost-free, so then we're yeah. more into like May, maybe June, depending on the weather. Well, my problem has been the last three or four years is that it's gotten so heavy. Yeah. yeah right. I have to get, yeah. like it's in a patio door, right. and I have to get it over the, you know, the, the step. Yeah. And yeah. that's where my problem is. And don't you be doing that alone, because no. those, those clay yeah. pots, even empty, are heavy. Put a plant in, and they're heavier. And if you're yeah. in about a 10-inch pot, now, I mean, you could go up to a 12-inch, but again, it's just going to be that much heavier. Remember the, the Rent-A-Sun uh, company used yeah, to recommend? but uh, I don't think it exists uh, anymore. Anyway, get friends to help yeah, you, yeah, for, sure, for sure, Tanya. And yeah, you're right. Doing it outside yeah. alleviates the mess somewhat, yeah. too. So um, yeah, keep it simple. But yeah, great. Good story. I like that, a jade that's that old. <laughs> it is. It, I actually had it blooming for three or four years. Wow. Oh, that's a happy plant. Yes, yes. But, they don't, they don't um, bloom easily in our, in our climate. Hey, thanks for being a first-time caller, yeah. Tanya. Don't be a stranger, okay? Okay. And I won't kill the plant, will I, when I transplant it? You shouldn't. You know, because I mean, if you're ready, you've so got... root-bound. Yeah. Well, we... I, I even considered popping the root ball into a bucket of water to loosen it mm-hmm. and then trim it after that. Now, would that be hard on the plant. Well, yeah, when you do the bucket of water thing, it is you're immersing it underwater. You could do that, but you wouldn't leave it in that bucket of water. You would just no. um, pop it into a bucket of water for a whole, maybe a minute. Like it wouldn't be one of those things where you leave it there for ten minutes. And I wouldn't worry so much about loosening the roots. Seriously, get oh. out that sharp knife and just trim the roots. Oh, it, just just hack away. Yeah, right, hack right away, but hack. Ha- yeah, exactly, but hack carefully in the sense that you you aren't going to leave behind sort of a mess of jagged cuts. Make sure that you've got a clean, sharp, sharp blade, and that you, the pruning you're doing leaves clean cuts behind. And they will. It's very invigorating to the plant. You'll you'll find a whole bunch of roots will grow from where you've done that root pruning, and that's oh, exactly okay, what you want. Enough. Right? So, yeah, I yeah. was just worried because uh, the root ball was almost like cement when oh, I did no. it. Poor thing. It would love to have its roots pruned. Trust me. It would oh. thank you. It will be purring if you prune some of those roots. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for calling. That's great. All right, I Tanya in uh, Barry People there. Do Merry worry. Christmas to you. They worry about pruning. Uh, let's wander off to Welland. Huh? Okay. okay. If you insist. All right. There's Jack. <laughs> Good morning, Jack. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm talking about uh, an orchid. Uh-huh. I just received an orchid this week. Nice. And I really don't know how to take care of it because I had one before that and I it didn't survive. No, that's okay. I, I've met a few orchids along the way that I easily killed, so I, I get it. It's not that. Sometimes at first we, we're not sure and we tend to do the wrong things. That's right. So do you have a window that faces north or east? Yes, I do. Because the orchid you received is likely what's called a phalaenopsis orchid, also called a moth orchid. They love that that indirect light that you get in a north or east window. So don't um, don't be rushing it into some southern window or anything like that. North or east works perfectly for those orchids. Now make sure is it in um, like is it in a sphagnum moss or is it in bark? What's it growing in? It's in bark. Okay, and is it in a a pot with is it a plastic pot or a clay pot? Well, it's sitting inside of a plastic pot. Uh-huh. The outside of the pot is clay. Okay, okay. Like there's a liner. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice. Um, all right. 
Uh, so one of the best ways, so you've got, you've got that plan to go into that indirect bright window. That's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what I do from my happiest orchids of this kind is I immerse them. I, uh, the whole plant, pot, and leaves go underwater in a bucket. <clears throat> Some of the bark will float to the top, but that's okay. You'll scoop it out later. And you just hold that plant underwater till all the air bubbles rise to the surface. And uh, once the bubbles stop rising, pull the plant out, put it in the kitchen sink, let it drain, pull out the bark that floated out, put it back in the pot, and let it sit there and drain for five or ten minutes. And, it's, of course, it's the plastic pot that you'd be immersing into that bucket of water, letting it drain into the sink for five or ten, and then back into that beautiful clay pot and back into the window. And you do that when the, when the plant feels light, because it's, you can't tell dry, you can't feel the dry, but you base it basically on the weight of the plant. So you'll have to get used to being able to pull the plastic out of the clay pot because the, the clay pot is heavy and it, you can't tell the water content of the plastic pot when it's in the clay pot. Wow. Uh, and you can't water on the calendar. Like, you can't make Sunday watering day. Uh, it depends on light levels, depends on the temperature in your house, depends on season. How Moisture much. meter would be no. a good idea. No. Moisture meters don't work in, in clay. Oh, oh sorry, oh, really? in, in bark. Oh, Ah, there you they, go. You need, they, oh, it they, don't work in bark? No, they, we won't get a real reading. Because, see, remember, like, orchids don't, they, they're, they're, their roots do not um, thrive in soil. Orchids very naturally grow in the, up in the tree canopy of the rainforest. So they like that dappled light in the tree canopy. Uh-huh. They like their roots exposed to the air, not growing in soil. They, you know, they basically just, f- seeds float, yeah. land in a little spot with a tiny a little bit of something to get them growing, a little bit of substrate, a little bit of moisture, seeds will germinate, orchids will grow. Um, and that's the challenge. So there's, you know, that's what the bark is all about. The bark is there just to hold the plant up. You know, it gives it a bit of a stability. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's not, and it, it, it's the moisture that gets trapped between the bark particles that it, the plant will absorb. But then there's that need for that water to disappear and there to be air in between mm-hmm. those bark particles and that is, again helps an orchid thrive so it's that fine line you know you want, want lot, good watering when you water but then let it dry down between waterings Okay. All right. And come spring, you could consider some fertilizer if you want. Uh, you know, get a special orchid fertilizer. Uh, the instruction says to fertilize monthly. When they're flowering, it's you can fertilize monthly, but generally we don't fertilize in the winter any plants except those that are flowering. So, yes. If, this uh, one's got flowers. I bet it does. So, mm. you know, you could buy yourself a Christmas present to go with this present and make it some orchid fertilizer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks All right, Jack. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day and a great weekend and, and a Merry Christmas and to you. Enjoy too. your orchid. Yeah, thank you. They, those flowers can last, similar to the cyclamen, yeah. orchid flowers can last for months and months and months. Once again, Franklin Proctor is reaching for the oh bell. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Just you are getting your serious. <laughs> Busy. Yeah. All right. That's for Rita in Nobleton, first-time caller. Hello, Rita. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. I'm so glad I got you. Excellent. Um, Welcome. Uh, somebody gave me a huge rosemary plant. Nice. Is it like a tree, the little yes. yeah, the Christmas trees? Nice. But uh, be only because where I work, we have a three-car garage that's kind of heated. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I put it on a window, uh-huh. but it's so dry. Uh-huh. So it's out in the garage now in the window. Yes. Yeah, so the and it feels pretty crispy as we speak. Oh, everything, yeah. yeah. I, when I've been using it, I use it always for cooking. Oh, good. 
<laughs> but it's so brittle. It seems I don't know. Will it come back in the spring? Mm, probably not. There, oh. <laughs> you might have to start again with with a rosemary plant. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Her mom passed away, and she thought that was the only living thing she had. And I thought yeah. I'd take care of it. No, they are hard to keep alive uh, inside. I find in the winter they're easy to keep alive all summer. They like our natural outdoor conditions. But as soon as we get into a situation where we've got heat on or dry, you know they. Um, just the dryness of our of our you know heated homes yeah. or and I don't know what the temperatures are like in your garage but rosemary's good down to to zero but anything below zero they're not happy plants so they're what we consider tender perennials they don't oh usually survive here outside here in southern Ontario so that's why bringing it you know into the the garage is a good idea but yeah but that one was it's probably twenty thirty years old really yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, you know what? Um, if, if it's that old and it's, you know, sort of that established in terms of its roots, give it a, you know, uh, rub it, mm-hmm. shake it, get all that dryness, yeah. whatever dry uh, leaves are on it removed. Tri- you could do some trimming, or you could wait till we get, like I said earlier, you know, February, March right. days are getting longer. Do some trimming, and it, it might be alive. Like the the root could still be alive if it's that old. So right. you may get some new growth at that point, but you will probably have to prune to get that new growth happening. Okay. Okay. In the I spring. will do that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So don't and don't overwater. Like feel the soil. If it's yeah. moist right now, no watering whatsoever until it's really dry. But do water thoroughly when it's dry. Okay. Thank you very much. And Merry Christmas to all. Thank you. And you you, give us a call. Let us know how that works out. Okay. Okay. Good luck with that. Okay. Uh, The lady with a smile in her voice. I'm amazed that somebody had a rosemary alive for that many years. Like 20 odd years. Really? I'm amazed. Because they are very tough to keep alive. Um. I'm just going to take maybe take a break here. You've been working really hard. You know, all that information you're... Yeah, <laughs> you can see my eyes glazing uh, yeah. over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I'm good. I have to take a little bit of a break myself. I have uh, to cough. Uh, so, okay, there you go. All right. Uh, and a reminder of the phone uh, numbers here in Toronto. Call 416... <laughs> I can me, do it. 360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, toll free. one 740 Go. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, we're off to my old stomping grounds yes. down there in uh, St. Catharines. Shelly on the line. Good morning, Shelly. Merry Christmas to you. Yes, good morning to you as well, and I and, uh, hope you guys have a happy Christmas Thank you. You too. We've yeah, got actually. I'm, I'm actually, I'm quite glad that we don't have any snow. <laughs> we, we got kids and grandkids that are coming, and oh, I, yeah. I'm my. Uh, I don't have to worry so much about them driving. Driving, it's safer driving yeah, on dry it. roads. I agree. Yes. It was my, a little bit. My of question snow. today, Charlie, is I have seven begonias uh-huh. um, that I've. I left in the pot because when I take them out of the pot and put them in that brown paper bag, they, they go to, to dust. Right, they shrivel up. Yep. So I thought I'm going to try leaving them in the pot in the soil and yeah. neglect them. That, yep, that can work. Yep. yep, well, it's working, but I have two of the seven that are starting to grow. Oh, my. Uh, so, so cool, what they do need, we do? Well, they need like to be put them in cool. something cooler, cooler to yeah. stop it, or yeah. do I just let them grow? 
No, well, it'd be better if they didn't grow, just because they'll get really spindly uh, inside. The light levels won't be sufficient inside your home, and they'll just end up being really spindly, and they'll fall over, and they're going to put a lot of energy into growth that's not going to be particularly healthy growth at, at this early in the season. Your begonias must know that today's the 22nd of December, right? Spring is coming. Um, cool them off. Get that temperature lowered uh, if you possibly can. They are best uh, at kind of refrigerator-type temperatures, so, you know... Well, the garage then uh, as long as it doesn't freeze in the garage they do not want to be anywhere near zero we want to be well we don't we don't get to freezing but we do get down to maybe in the 40s okay that's fine yeah garage works and but i would i, I would those pots should be bagged so they because um, you don't want light so between light and warmth they'll grow so if you can lower the light levels and lower the temperature you can keep them dormant Okay, I have a, a, a cupboard in the garage, actually, oh, so perfect. maybe if I put yep. them in the cupboard, perfect. they won't get light. Exactly, it'll perfect. it'll be and, cool. And it'll also be a little more insulated in terms of the, yeah, exactly, good idea. That's exactly what I would do. And then oh. think about them in March or April, bring them in the house, let them wake up, let them start growing so that they're ready to go out once, you're, once we're frost-free. So when do I start watering them in order for encouraging them? When you bring them into the, into the warmth. Oh, okay. Okay, so, um, yeah, so, the, of course, you're in the banana belt there, so, you know, yeah. you're <laughs> frost-free by, what, February? No. So, <laughs> you can go golfing have a long, cold winter, so I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to, I know, we never know what kind of winter or spring it's going to be, but, so, assume that you're going to be frost-free in early May, bring them inside uh, about six weeks before that, you know, wake oh. them up and water them at that point. Okay. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks Shelley. for calling. Uh we're in St. Catharines. Yeah, it's the hometown of one of my oldest friends, dearest friends, and you know Bruce Dean. Yes, uh, Bruce uh, has the talent agency. It's called Talent House, mm-hmm. and Shirley and I are going over to his place on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, and it's called the Poppers Christmas because he represents so many people in the entertainment world. Okay. A lot of people are visiting, you know, oh, in their, yeah. their family. In, they're in shows yeah, here, yeah. so they're not at home. So he invites a whole bunch of people over from oh, the right. various shows are in town. Right. And it's just going to be a ton a party, of fun. Yeah, yeah host a party. It's like a family. Feed them like crazy. And then then we're going over to, uh, for church services um, at Roy Thompson Hall oh. uh, after like dinner. midnight mass or Yeah, something? well, really? it's uh, 10 o'clock, I think, to a, a, about, I don't know, midnight's yeah. Something like that, but apparently it's just an absolutely lovely service. Uh, Metropolitan Community Church. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, and yeah, it's so you know um, non-ecumenical. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so and everybody is and welcome. Like, probably great thing. music too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Great acoustics. So and we're looking forward to that very much. But I, I'm I must admit I am so proud of uh, Bruce. He started in St. Catharines as a producer for the local Garden City Productions players there, you know. And he has progressed to be one of the top agents in uh, North America. Wow. He's got a... a, a uh, an office in New York. Uh-huh. And there was a time, a couple of years ago, I think, he had more uh, agents on... Uh, more more, more, more of clients, his more clients yeah. on Broadway than all the other agents put together. Oh, wow. it was really quite. So, yeah, because it's, it's theater. He yes, works in theater, so yes, he's not theater. an agent for like no. uh, movie stars or TV no, no, stars. Yeah. It's uh, theater stars. You, you got wow. it. Yeah, and he represents opera singers all around yeah, the world as well. Oh, wow, my gosh. but what a, cool. what a lovely success story! I'm so proud of him. You know. Nice. Anyway, uh, we're uh, on to another call here. Oh, yeah, we get time, of course. Okay, yeah, of course. Peter Aris, Ontario, and he's on the line. Whoops, is he? 
Yes, he's so there. Good morning, okay. Peter. Hi, Peter. Hey, good morning. How are you? Great. Where's Eris? Eris. That's just a little north of Guelph. Oh, gotcha. Should yes, have known yes. that. <laughs> Question for you. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine gave me a lemon tree. He moved to the States, couldn't take it with him. Right. He's had it for 35 years. Uh-huh. So he trimmed it back a bit. Uh-huh. And also the, the ball, he trimmed that back. Okay. And uh, it's doing fine. Now, he did make one comment. At one point in time, he could just about feed the whole street with lemons. Oh, uh, he yeah. said, but the last couple of years, not so. So my question is, do I need another, this tree will be inside, of course, yeah. in the winter, and in the summer I put it out. Right. Um, do I need another lemon tree? Good question. I, off yeah. the top of my head, I'm just trying to think. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I can double check this, but as far as I know, lemon trees do not require cross-pollination. And remember, even trees like apple trees that do require cross-pollination, they will self-pollinate when push comes to shove. Uh-huh. If there's no no different pollen available, they will accept their own pollen. However, your crop will, your, your, your yield would be much, much less. Right. So um, the trick with lemon trees, orange trees, but lemons are quite commonly grown as a solarium plant uh, here. And you remember the orangeries of old, mm. old time. It was yeah. all about the tropicals in those greenhouses. So it's high, high, high light levels. That's the most important thing you need in order to get those flowers forming. Well, yeah, I, I have a, a building in which I keep tropical birds and so this area is full of trees and plants and then i have some birds flying in there Mm -hmm. and it's facing south the windows are on the south end Mm -hmm. so it gets indeed lots of light great yeah so make sure that's in in one of those you know the very southerly Mm -hmm. end of the building and it's right in the getting you know tons of light which is great right um and and it's really just uh yeah a question of it getting that light watering when required and uh flowers should form and you it should be flowering by february and very, very lovely, fragrant uh, flowers. Right. So, um, but I, I can uh, certainly check into whether there's a cross-pollination requirement for them or not. So keep listening, and I will see if I can report back on that for you. Uh, and any tips on how to, if it, you know, if there's more fruit in the presence of, a, of another lemon tree, um, you know, maybe we can figure out how that would happen. And maybe you have to be the little bee that goes around with your little Q-tip. Pollinating, or the, eh? yeah, yeah, exactly, your little paintbrush. and. Um, uh, but you, with the birds flying around, you must have others. Other life in there besides the birds? Do you get the odd insects flying around too? Um, well, once in a while, I get these wee, wee tiny little white bugs in there. Yeah. Um, white but, flies. Maybe. Are they flying yeah. insects? Uh, that you see. That's about it. Okay. All yeah, right. that's about it. All right. All right. I, I'll report back, see if I can provide any more information. But uh, yeah, good luck with that. It sounds very beautiful. Well, it's it's about. It was seven and a half feet. He trimmed it back to six. Okay. And the same with the balls to accommodate to get it in the car. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. And when did he do that trimming this past fall? Well, that would have been about two months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So it, right now, don't expect anything. It should be pretty dormant. It should be just sitting there. It should be green, but it yeah. shouldn't be yeah. doing a lot of growing. But you will expect a real big, you know, wow, growth uh, uh, thing happening come yeah, it, February, March. It does show new leaves coming already where yeah. he uh, went. The, the yeah. trimming. Yeah. So. And you will fertilize too in the spring. It'll the tree will, will totally appreciate that. 
I do that for the others too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Nice. Sounds really nice. Hey, thank you, Peter. Nice, nice winter refuge. <laughs> uh, uh, a a building with birds and plants, tropicals. Nice. Yeah. We uh, might come visiting, actually. <laughs> oh, all right. Yes. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but okay. let me let me just plug the phone lines here because, boy, we've got a complete slate open here. We yeah. do. I have some email I wouldn't mind Okay, sharing, that's no? fine. But if you uh, would like to call in, this would be an excellent time to do that in Toronto. Call 416-360-0740. You're going to be speaking, of course, to Charlie Dobbin, Master Gardener here on Zoomer Radio. Uh, anywhere in the province, too. Toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And, um, yeah, well, we'll be back in a moment. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, Franklin has reached the bell again. I'm telling you, this is a busy day for you. And and with this, we're going international, too. Just a second here. Hey, that's for Dawn. Javis Center, New York. Good morning, Dawn. And welcome to the show. Well, good morning. I have a lemongrass, and uh, I'd like you to, to tell me how to care for it. Soil mix, temp, light, that kind of stuff. Did, where did you get the lemongrass? It was something you bought and grew last summer? Yes. And brought it in in the fall? Yes. Um, okay. I've never grown lemongrass, I said to Frank. I'm going to wing it here. Uh, I've used lemongrass in cooking, but not... Well, that's not true. I did grow it outside one year, thinking I would use it in cooking. Because it's all like Thai food, right? It's yeah. delicious. So let's assume that uh, the best way to grow, grow lemongrass would be the following way. Lots of light, bright, bright spot. You're going to need a southern window or a western window. If you don't have that, you're going to need a grow light. It's because it needs bright, bright, intense light. And you're going to treat it like any traditional grass. So grasses, um, like I say, high light levels, well-drained soil, and watered thoroughly when they're dry. Okay. And don't hesitate to do trimming. You know, continue to feed yourself using it, uh, the lovely culinary uses of lemongrass. And new growth, of course, will always should, the, the little clump should get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, lemongrass never gets taller than about 12 inches tall. Okay. Okay. Very but, good. Yeah. Oh, great. Enjoy that. That's a great idea. I, like I said, I, I did grow it once, and, and, but it died in the frost. I didn't try to bring it in, but nice idea to bring it in. And a Merry Christmas from north of the border for you. Yeah. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, too. Okay. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Bye-bye. There's Dawn from Javis. We should have asked her where that Javis Center, Javis Center in New York is. In any case, And uh, here we go up. again. Your I, arm I is know. nonstop. Frankie Proctor. Mary in Hamilton, first time caller. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Uh, How are you today? Excellent. Great. Good. I'm a little bit nervous. No worries. Uh, During that first snowstorm we had back in November, Mm -hmm. the lady across the street had a panic attack, was trying to get into her driveway, smashed into Uh, her garage door. But before she did that, she ended up on my side of the street and broke a big branch off of my Japanese maple tree which has been there for over 35 years. Oh, dear. So my question is, and, and she was very upset. She said, we'll pay. I called the nursery, yeah. and, and they said, uh, 
a, a mature tree like that is a thousand dollars. A four foot tree, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, no, now, that's expensive. I said I can't expect her to replace put to replace, it. but should I replace it? It's looking lopsided now. Mm-hmm. What should I do with it? You know what I do because it's hard to say. You know, from over the arborist. radio. Yeah, I would call a local certified arborist to, and like Davy Tree is a good example. They're mm-hmm. all over Canada. D A V E Y. Call them. Get a certified arborist on your property and get an analysis from them. They, there's no charge for that evaluation, and they, they'll suggest one of two things. One is proper pruning, because if it was broken and it's a ragged, jagged cuts, um, then it's going to be a clean that up. And of course, if your neighbor's going to pay for it, that'll, the bill will go to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. But they might say, you know what, this is a tree that's been so severely damaged, it's never, never going to either look the same or thrive as it has mm-hmm. been. Oh. So they may recommend that it's that it be replaced. Now, yeah, you're right. The the 35 year old tree is a big tree to be oh, replacing. Yeah. But you can certainly get. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Probably the 400 500 tree is yeah it might be five feet tall, six feet tall, mm-hmm. um, as a replacement, and then yeah. allow it to grow into its own. But it was looking so nice. My oh. neighbor, another neighbor, was helping me prune it. Oh. It oh, was really spectacular oh. when you turn down the street and you see this Japanese maple, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, break your heart! Know yeah, know how she did it, but uh, we put pruning spray on it. To yeah. Sort of yeah, the pruning paint is not a good idea. It actually does more damage oh, than dear. than good. So, so yeah, get get on to Davy. Get somebody in that you know they work work year round. And when we do pruning on maples, we often do it at this time of year when they're dormant. Okay. As opposed to the spring. So um yeah. Okay. That's what I would do. Uh, give us a call. Let us know how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. keep okay. in touch, Mary. Okay. Yeah, Thank appreciate you. the call. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank and you. Same to you. you too. Quick before we have to do anything, I just yeah. want to share this email with you. From Heather McCowan. Uh, She has a money tree, and she sent some pictures of her money tree, and she's worried about spider mites, Mm -hmm. um, because it's a two and a half year old plant, but it's a very large tree. Uh, So she's, you know, quite concerned and wants to keep it alive, and she's talking about little drops of sticky stuff on the underside of the leaves, and she can't see any insects, but, Mm -hmm. uh, or webbing, but she just, you know, is quite confident there's Mm -hmm. some some infestation. and then she jumps into another problem. So we'll just work with the one for now. But I did want to say, she signs off by saying, love your show. I try to listen every week. I'm a close friend of Shirley's. So I think oh. Frank is the greatest also. I know Heather. She's a wonderful gal. Yeah. yeah. So Heather, Terrific. about your money tree, I just my response is don't worry. If you can, I can see the tree is fairly large, but either by yourself or with help, get that plant into your bathtub. Um, get out a spray, whether it's a safer soap or it's a pipe urethrin bug be gone spray spray that plant so thoroughly till it's dripping that's why you want it in the bathtub spraying under the leaves uh you know you want to get thorough coverage of the entire plant with an insecticide let that sit there for 10 or 15 minutes till it dries turn on the shower clean that whole mess off with tepid water let it drain into the bathtub and then back to its location and i think you'll find that the the problem will be solved right and let me take this opportunity heather to wish you a very very merry christmas that's right thank you for yeah thanks for the email i love i love email and i think frank's pretty special too well, thank you very much. And you <laughs> so, know something? Yes. Now, we know, of course, Monday night is Christmas Eve, but a week after that, we're gonna New Year's Eve, here. and there's going to be a bash here at That's the station. Right. Gotta love it. The, the whole New Year's gang's bash. coming. Yeah, it's going to be wild. I know. I love that station party. I'll oh, be here. Yeah. So will you. Yes, indeed. My lampshade and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not that same lampshade from last year. <laughs> 
So anyway, thank you, thank you, Frank. Thank you, Sebastian. Merry Christmas to everybody. We will be back here next Saturday. And remember, days are getting longer. It's all good. See you then. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.